Good morning and welcome at that time once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number, the physical delivery of gold in silver wealth insurance. That is what we do, the website at allamericangold.com. All the videos and articles you can possibly imagine. Uh, some of you are some getting emails still. Some of you are are uh, still having a few issues. One of the biggest ones, and we're actually it's getting better now because <laughs> we're now down to to what I uh, think are smaller ones. You do have to click for more news. So when you go out to the website, you'll see the first, I don't even know how many it is, 10 or 12 articles and videos. Then you have to click for more news. We are working on that. We're trying to get that uh, to go away or at least show up at the end of the day. So you'll you'll be able to uh, see the breaks in the day. But there is at the bottom of the page, when you scroll down to the bottom, more news, you can click that. And you'll see even more articles, more videos. Uh, we we're actually trying to expand all of that but that's one of the things we're working on uh to get rid of that so you don't have to make that extra click but in, uh in this day and age believe it or not i think that's the i've got more complaints about that than anything else and uh we're working on it i'm hearing you we're working on it uh if you have any other issues let me know because we'll try to fix them but right now that's what we're working on two things we're working on on the shopping cart uh, we're, we're trying to get rid of you needing a password. Uh, I, I'm hopeful we're working uh, with the shopping cart provider on that. Hopefully that will simplify it. It's really fine for the first time, but when you keep going back to the shopping cart, you need to remember the login and the password. And, and I know how frustrating that is because, man, I've got a – I actually have in my in my studio – uh, where our, our link to Wall Street, I have, I have a DTN machine with the link to Wall Street, and it sits kind of like on a on a desk, and I have a drawer in there where I have all the passwords uh, for uh, our Gmail, for uh, Big Commerce, which is our shopping cart, uh, then, then also for the blog. I mean, so I've, I've got like five different passwords uh, just to keep everything up and going each and every day. Uh, so we're trying to get that out so you won't have to worry about that anymore. should hopefully simplify it. Uh, we're trying uh, to get rid of having to click the button, which I think that's that's doable, at least from what I'm being told. And hopefully in the next few days that will be gone. And then the, the other thing is the podcast. As it sits right now, and it's a security issue, uh, we, we you need to be... Uh, follow us on SoundCloud or, or Twitter or, or Facebook to listen to it. I know a lot of you guys just like to, to download it to an MP3 player. Uh, there are some security concerns there. We're working on that to where, hey, you'll just be able to download it to wherever you want. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. I haven't gotten an answer on that one yet, but those are the three things. Uh, that we're working on for the website. And I do appreciate if I haven't responded uh, to you uh, via email, uh, but it doesn't mean I haven't heard it, and, and we are working on it, and I just wanted to update everybody uh, to that. Uh, 
as we continue to try to provide the best information that we possibly can. Uh, so, so things are still still moving along. Uh, a few more changes. I think after I think we'll have it. I think we'll be in a really good spot uh, from that perspective if we can add those few things. Uh, get ready. We'll have a new blog up uh, this week as well at allamericangold.com. Oh, there was some good news today. Yeah, that's right. Good news on the housing side. Uh, home builders uh, were building a lot of apartments. That was good. Uh, that was the, they've been falling for the last three months. So starts uh, were up uh, in a good fair amount, like seven or eight eight percent, I think. Uh, most of that being the multi-level varieties, especially like in this town. It seems like that's all we build here anymore. Uh, apartment buildings going up everywhere because, uh, well, let's face it, you know, no one can actually afford. The three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars for a house, uh, and then the permits also. So they're going to keep doing it. So that was the that was really the only piece of economic data uh, that came out today. But it was a good one. I mean, hey, listen, any, anything that that uh, shows some sign of life uh, is a good thing. That that. Uh, the on the building side of things, after three straight months of declines, it's good to get a positive read. Uh, and again, uh, most of that segment now dominated by multifamily. So you have about two apartments for every one house. That's kind of what the the building is right now. So the American dream quickly turning into people working side hustles and gigs and living in apartments versus buying homes uh, about two to one. So for every one house you see out there, uh, just just know in the back of your mind that they're, they're building two uh, apartments for every one home. And, you know, we'll just have to get used to it. I guess that's just the way things are going to be. Pretty quiet, uh, the market, the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ, gold, silver, all fairly quiet today. Uh, but we'll get you what's going on when we return. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be right back. Federal Radio News Hour, Double J, and all of you, thank you so much for hanging in there with us. It's the dog days of summer, and really, you know, we're kind of at this this crossroads here. You know, we're, we've been uh, watching gold, watching silver, watching the 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 debt markets, the equity markets, and and you know, early this year, gold and silver started the year off really strong uh and and now we're kind of in this the last 90 days we've kind of been waiting you know gold has been between you know let's say uh 1225 dollars to to 1295 dollars for for months and really outside of if you take away the flash crashes Gold's really been between twelve forty and twelve ninety five uh, for the last ninety plus days. Like like right now, gold's down a dollar at twelve forty one, as an example. So it's at the the lower end, but it did it got down uh, with the silver.
up there. Silver, same thing. Silver's recovered. Uh, and you think about silver, the same thing. S- silver, you know, a little more volatile, but, you know, between that 16 to, say, $18 an ounce range, again, excluding the flash crash in silver today is, what, up a cent at $16.28. And, and we're all kind of waiting for the next move. Is it going to be higher? Is it going to be lower? And all we can do is try to put the pieces to the puzzle together. And, you know, really, for most of you, that is a factor, but it shouldn't be a big factor. And what I mean by that is if you're if you're trading the market, okay, in other words, you're 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 buying some form of paper contract longs or shorts or ratio trades or whatever it may be, that probably matters. But that's not what we do here. Most of our customers, if not all of our customers, are putting away some wealth insurance. What's more important on the wealth insurance side of things is not necessarily when you buy it is a factor, right? Uh, Obviously, we all... We all want to buy low and sell high, right? That's always still the objective. Uh, For most of us, uh, we don't think about gold and silver in terms of selling because most of us want to hold it and have that insurance just in case. So we're not like a stock and we're not, you know, the buy, hold, sell thing really isn't uh, in in our thought process. You know, you sell it when you need it. And and like now, here's a great example as we look at what the next move is going to be. One of the things that I always judge is is how much selling is happening here because we buy back everything. You know, if you have uh, some some gold and and you need to sell it, call it. Right? We'll, We'll take care of it. Silver, same thing. But why people are selling. And most people just, not that we really ask, but a lot of people just tell us. And and, and, and I know Arlene and Wendy will will, will uh, back me up on this. The, I'm really the number one reason right now. And it's, it's really kind of shocking uh, when you read all the headlines about how wonderful everything is, is people are broke. Whether it's, I got to get my car fixed. I've got a, uh, my roof was leaking. I have to, some people, now we have some sellers, hey, I'm buying a house, right? Great, perfect. Uh, But the vast majority, bills, I've got to pay the mortgage, I've got to pay the rent, right? I've got to pay for the the car repair, I've got to pay to get a new roof, or usually it's a a medical thing. Uh, We get a lot of that as well. And, and when I see all of that, that, that tells me it's kind of like an indicator to me, right? It, that's my, one of my, uh, my customer indicators. When we get a lot of selling, it's usually an indication of things are, are starting to, to what? They're starting to slow down. We're starting to see cracks, and, and we've been really uh, a lot of selling has been occurring, especially in the last 60 days. I don't know what that means. I don't know if if the economy all of a sudden has gotten worse or people that were were fighting to to 
keep their head above water. We're losing ground. Uh, but we do see a lot of that happening, and, and so we're kind of waiting to see where, where is the next move going to be. And, and I think especially what we've heard from the Federal Reserve, and you got to really say in the last two weeks, which is there's a lot of weakness. We saw it in the import-exports uh, yesterday, the inflation thing, which is now apparently the only thing the Federal Reserve seems to care about is their way of calculating inflation. Uh, looks like the rate hikes are going to slow, if not end completely. And then we'll have to see about the balance sheet stuff. Right now, they're talking about maybe doing uh, $10 billion a month. And you think about a balance sheet that's $4.5 trillion, <laughs> right? That's not a big number. Uh, but if I was if I was to bet on it, it does appear that it's a little more likely uh, that, that we're going to be headed in the higher direction, especially when you saw news like yesterday from Harley-Davidson, when you hear the news from General Motors, which is now saying, hey, listen, we need to extend the extension in the car-producing segments, uh, and you start weighing all of those things. We look at wages, still no growth in wages. And then maybe more importantly, and we don't do a lot of politics here, but this may be more important than all of them, uh, what's happening with Congress, right? The inability to get health care done, a big blow to what a lot of the, the I guess, the melt-up in stock prices has been, is all of these businesses thinking they're going to get big tax relief. And I've got my, my thoughts about the tax relief for these big big businesses in Wall Street, uh, and I'll probably share those with you. I may share them with you today. Uh, but when you're looking at when to buy and when to sell and when to, when to hold, the best time to be buying is when everybody isn't. The hardest time to be buying is when everybody gets it, right? And I don't know why that, it just is, right? When, when gold was $1,900, there was no, I mean, the phone was ringing off the hook, right? And that was probably at a time when, when if you needed to, you know, if you were a seller, hey, that's what I want to sell when everybody and their brother's in. And then conversely, when you want to be buying is when nobody is. And when you look at the premiums and the spreads right now, you know that that's what's happened. So if you're looking at another entry point into the market, this is it. Regardless of whether the gold and silver go higher or lower. Even though I still think, a matter of fact, I'm more certain today, and I've been pretty certain about it all year, that gold's going to hit new highs for the, for the year in the second half. Uh, and most of the data that's coming out lately is supporting exactly what I've been saying. The, the, the better thing is, is what you're going to pay relative to the spot price. So it's a great time to be adding to your portfolio, especially when you know for the long haul, listen, hey, you're, you're holding for the long haul to begin with. 
And when you are able to add product, and the best thing to do really, really at the end of the day, the best thing to do is to just keep adding over time, regardless of price, regardless of whether I say it's a great time or a good time. It's never a bad time to, to add insurance. But, but you should be adding at all levels, and, and especially here, these are times when you really want to maybe add more than you normally do because of the fact that the premiums are so low, uh, and you're able to buy at a level that we haven't seen in over a decade. I mean, and that's a long time when you think about uh, what you're paying over spot for it to be this close to the spot price is a great buying opportunity. I mean, you think about it, $20 gold pieces, they're thirteen twenty-five. dollars Gold's twelve forty. dollars That's nothing. Usually at, at a twelve forty dollars number, you're paying, you know, $1,400 for a $20 Liberty. And now you're talking about $1,325. Uh, you're, you're saving, you know, $75 a coin or an ounce, and, and uh, that's just, that's just smart. So if you're looking at what deciding whether or not you want to see what the next move is, you can't. I mean, right, that's always, you know, everyone always wants to buy at the lowest price possible. I do think the flash crash was probably your best opportunity, but, you know, who knows? That was scary, right? I mean, it was it was incredible. Even I, I was, what was it, last Friday or two Fridays ago, Rob was in here doing the show with me, and I was upset. I was, because I knew that it was a bunch of BS, and, and of course, you look today, and it's completely recovered, at least from the silver crash, and now we're working on the gold one, uh, but but nonetheless, that's what we're looking at, and if you're kind of trying to surmise where the next move is going to be, I think we're going to be range-bound here until we, uh, until Congress gets back, right, so we've got... They, they leave for August. It doesn't look like anything. So I don't even know if they're going to stay now. They said they were going to stay a few more weeks to do the health care thing. But if that's dead, uh, Trump is going to have lunch today uh, with, with the I guess, the Republicans. But here's something I want you to, to think about if you're kind of wanting to wait and see. All of these Republicans talked about how we needed to get rid of Obamacare. And here they come in, we've got the House, they've got the Senate, they've got the presidency, and, and quite honestly, they didn't even really have a plan. And you're thinking about, hey, for seven years they've been talking about doing this, and, and the reality is it's just talk. And it's so, I, I don't want to just bash the Republicans Right, the Democrats are the same way. These guys and gals that we elect them, they love to talk. Right? They do. They love to talk. They don't actually like to do anything. <laughs> they don't they like to talk about doing stuff, but they when it comes right down to it, they don't really like to do anything at all. Uh but but I think as that sets in, it'll be interesting to see. It doesn't look like I don't think the economy's any better or any worse than it was, you know, at the beginning of the year. Even last year, right? We've been stuck for the last, I don't even know how many years now. 
at this somewhere around 2% economy. And and it's it's no better or no worse. I mean, it, well, I shouldn't say it's, it's, it appears like it's starting to tilt towards the worst side, right? You know, car sales down, that's such a big driver of retail spending, right? And then, and then uh, you know, home sales are kind of, eh, right? They're not, you know, they're down, but prices are just so expensive. Right? Nobody can afford them. We're building, but we're building what? We're building apartment complexes. Uh, these big companies really aren't hiring. I mean, Amazon seems like the only person out there even hiring. But, you know, that's something you're all going to have to decide what it is that you want to do. When we get back, we're going to talk about the latest article in the USA Today in your financial planner. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Hyatt. By February 1978, proponents of the Equal Rights Amendment were becoming desperate. Ratification of ERA had come to a standstill. To regain momentum, the feminists turned to the same old liberal tactics to turn the tide in their favor. Phyllis Schlafly was keen enough to point out these tactics and expose them for the dirty tricks they were. As liberals get desperate today, drowning in a deluge of conservatism, they are turning again to these same tactics. The first tactic Phyllis identified is the boycott. Feminists tried to punish states that would not ratify ERA by imposing a boycott. Not surprisingly, liberals are still using that tactic, especially with regard to the issue of transgenderism. However, when liberals try to punish entire states for a policy they don't like, people are left thinking, as Phyllis Schlafly did in 1978, if there were any merit to it, its supporters would not need to resort to the tactics of tantrum and revenge. The second tactic Phyllis identified is changing the rules. In the case of ERA, Congress changed the rules to illegally extend the constitutional deadline to ensure its ratification. Liberals today do the same thing with the courts. If they don't like what the Constitution says, they simply petition to have their friends on the federal judiciary change it. The third tactic Phyllis identified is federal funding. Feminists sought to revive their dying movement by holding a series of conferences with millions of taxpayer dollars. This proved conclusively that their movement could not exist without federal aid. Similarly, the liberals of today fight incessantly to secure hundreds of millions of dollars for such places as the abortion mill known as Planned Parenthood. Whether it's the feminists Phyllis battled in 1978 or the liberals we face today, there's nothing new under the sun. They are still calling for boycotts, still changing the rules, and still begging for federal funding. Phyllis overcame these three tactics by using good strategy, clear speech, and strong facts. Let's learn from her today so we can see these liberal agenda items join ERA on the ash heap of history. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. You've seen the desperation of women's marches, the disgrace of Planned Parenthood, the rise of savvy young conservative women. Radical feminism is heading down a dead-end road. Voice your opinion on what's really important to women at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 
backwards, backwards, use words. Welcome back. Pedro Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Countless Americans rely on financial advisors to plan for near for the near term as well as the future, and rightfully so. This is an article in the USA Today. After all, you'd visit a dentist to deal with a nagging toothache. You'd call your mechanic to fix an engine problem. So it only makes sense that if you don't know a ton about investing, it is wise to seek outside help. Right, same thing with us, right? In the gold and silver, why we want you to do business with us? We're going to educate you. Right, you get to tune into this show every single day. You get to go out to our website every single day and stay educated, right? So you can uh, know a lot about this, which really doesn't happen anywhere else in the business. I mean, I, as far as I know, we're one of the only ones that do it. But it's important. It's how we how we market ourselves, right? That's why we don't rip people off. That's why we don't, you know, have a bunch of people calling you day and night and advertising free brochures and all that stuff. We don't do any of that stuff. Yet a surprising number of Americans who have financial advisors don't actually trust them to act in their best interest. By the way, if you're if you're looking for a financial advisor, I know a good one. You can call us here, uh, Dan and Karen. They're customers of ours. Uh, they actually have referred so many of their customers to us. So if you want a financial advisor that's like-minded, give me a call. I'll put you in touch with them. Uh, whether or not they can help you, I'm not sure, but but uh, at least you can uh, make that phone call if you want the, that information. Call me. In a 2016 poll by the American Association of Individual Investors, the AAII, 65% of respondents said they mistrust the financial service industry to at least some degree. Only 2% of respondents claim to trust financial professionals a lot, while 15% say they trust them a little. <laughs> right? That you know, and everywhere else is is what some degree, I guess. Right? 65. I trust them somewhat. Of course. Given the number of unscrupulous advisors out there, you know, and, and they love to bash the gold industry, and sometimes I do, you know, there's, listen, there's bad guys out there, right? And especially when it comes to, you know, these bad guys, they follow the money. And, you know, we, we, we point them out when we hear about them and things of that news. It says that according to the, I guess, the records, between 2005 and 2015, an estimated 87,000 financial advisors were found guilty 
of some form of misconduct. <laughs> That's a lot. 87,000 of them. These transgressions uh, range from unsuitable advice to unauthorized activity to outright fraud, right? So it's the whole gamut. On the other hand, that's just 7% of the total sample set studied. So I don't know if that means there's even more, but they're saying... You know, 7% of all financial advisors out there are bad, right? So that's that's not a, I mean, that's not a horrible number. It's not like half of them or what have you, but, you know, that's enough to, to, make you, to, to make you nervous. And again, always another good reason why you have some goals, right? You really think about, you know, as I talk about, there's nothing wrong with owning stocks. Nothing, Right? But if you only own stocks and you don't any, own any insurance on those stocks, that there's something wrong with that. And you can't insure debt with other debt instruments, by the way, which a lot of financial advisors tell you you can't. You can't. As we saw during the financial crisis, it didn't really matter right, what type of, of debt you had, whether it was equity debt, bond debt, or uh, especially look at all the companies that allegedly were insuring these debts, they are all going under. And they just talked about how most working Americans actually want help with financial matters. And you think about it, it's so important now. We're inundated with all of these uh, well, just look at it, right? The, the the TV alone, I have DirecTV. And on DirecTV, there's four channels that carry stock or debt markets. If not, you know, not 24 hours, but they're on all, you know. There's not a time, Monday through Friday, and they may, you know, maybe on the weekend I can and not find them. They'll run some you know, what's your inheritance or something like that. But Monday through Friday, one of the four channels has got stock prices ticking on it. And, of course, as we know, Monday through Friday during business hours in the United States, three channels got it running the whole time. And then after after the U.S. market's closed, you go to a different channel, and they've got all the foreign markets. And, and, of course, they want help with financial matters. 58% of savers with a 401k plan said they would like more help choosing investments. That's not going to happen. Right? Probably, and let's face it, here's the thing. Everyone's going to what? the? They're trying to pay, you know, less fees. They're trying. I don't know how successful they are. Uh, but most of these 401s for decades. Right, they were whacking you two to three percent every year, and you got to check a couple boxes. Right, you had a limited choice, and you still do. And now most of them are going to to lower. Or I don't even know if most of them are. They claim that they're going to lower fees, and I'm going to say, let's say that they are. What that really means is you're going to be have even less options. Right, you'll just buy more diverse. You'll buy uh, the index fund. Right, so you own everything, right here. Okay, so I'm just buying the fund, the index fund, the index fund, the index fund, 
and I, I pay less fees, which, believe it or not, according to, at least from all the studies, you're better off doing that anyway. <laughs> all of these other things that they've created, all of these other financial products that they've created, over the course of time, don't seem to be able to do better than the average. But there's really not a lot you're going to be able to choose from inside that 401. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Talking about, you know, people need help. They do. I mean, you think about all the craziness that that goes on every day. Think about what I was talking about earlier. Where's Where's gold and silver heading next? And when we got away all the well, what's What's the Federal Reserve going to do? Right? Are they going to? Uh, sell their balance sheet? Are they going to raise rates? Are they going to lower rates? Are they are they going to do more QE if things get bad? Right? We don't know. And you think about, you know, all the things that used to be. Remember, they used to talk about buy and hold for equities, right? That was, if, if you weren't buying and holding, you were a moron in the 80s and the 90s, apparently. Of course, today, they'll tell you the exact opposite. <laughs> You can't buy and hold. I guess, well, maybe you buy and hold uh, Facebook and Apple and Google, right? Maybe you buy and hold those. But everything else, you got to trade. And, you know, they're talking about the the new rules that are supposed to come up now that they put in place. Remember, we talked about number one was fees. Number two was, hey, they need to start acting in your best interest. In other words... They, 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 they've been selling you a suitable product because they made more money on it, even though they knew there was a better product for you, things of that nature. I don't know that that actually is going to work. I do know that, uh, and, I'll, and I'll say this, and the numbers bear it out, there's a lot of really good financial people out there, lots of them. And there's also lots of what, really bad ones. Same thing in the gold market, right? And there's a lot less of us. But there's good ones and there's bad ones. And and the most thing that that they point out is that, you know, people need help. They need help to understand what it is that that they're trying to do. The problem is most of the products don't outperform the market. And so you're sitting there and you're paying all this money for things that what aren't really that effective. And uh you know, as people, they end employment, they end the 401. When you get outside of your 401k, right, that's when things really change. Right? That's when things start changing. Because inside the 401k, whatever your company offers, right, that's what you have to do. Like for people with us, we have a lot of people that do uh, hard assets IRAs, gold and silver IRAs. A uh, matter of fact, I wrote a blog about it, right? If you go out, uh, to our website at allamericangold.com. You click on the blog section up top. You can find my blog about uh, IRAs. Again, good ones, bad ones. You know, the bad gold de- dealers out there are trying to tell you you can store your IRAs at your house. You can't. I mean, you, I should let me refer, You can. <laughs> you just don't want to get caught doing it. Right? The IRS isn't going to like that. When you get outside, when you're done working, 
then you have to to find somewhere to put your money, right? And you got to find people out there uh, that you trust that can help you do that. I hope we're one of those people, right? And you don't put all of your money into gold. You don't put all your money into silver, but you need to put part of it in there. You do. You need to have that insurance in place. Uh, for those of you that are currently in a 401k, really not. there's not a lot you can do. You're boxed in. Whatever your company offers, that's what you get, right? Uh, some, some companies are nice enough uh, to match a certain amount, which is great. Uh, but, but as far as what your investment options are, they're going to be pretty limited. You know, they're going to be pretty limited. You'll have all these different funds that you get to pick from. You really don't know what it is. They'll, you know, they'll have great work, uh, aggressive or super aggressive or uh, conservative. I don't know. I don't even know what they would say anymore. When I was uh, when I was a district manager for a large supermarket chain way back in the day, once a year, once a year, a guy or a gal would show up. And we'd have a big, big meeting in the break room, and they would pass out a a folder, right? You know, and, and inside the folder was some kind of a packet of some sort that had all of these charts and pie graphs, and and you checked some boxes, right? And and they had to, you know, if you're you know, uh, this age, and they have a chart, a pie, you know, they were pie charts. Most of your money should be in aggressive funds, a little bit into bonds, and a little bit over here. And if you're older, it's the opposite. You know, think about if you have all your money into bonds today, right? You're hardly making anything. And if you are making a return on your bond funds, what are you buying? But you're buying what the 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 state of Illinois bonds, right? Chicago, maybe you're buying Hartford, Connecticut bonds, right? You're buying things that are are high risk. And I just remember, you know, bonds were supposed to be the safe place to go. But but one of the things that you can do to help that is taking the time and putting away some gold, putting away some silver, because it just it's it's the hedge. Right, if if those go down, and we kind of learned during the financial crisis, didn't we? If if the equities, if the debt markets start rolling over, right, the gold and silver markets are going to protect you, and that's what we do here. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. If you've never done business with you, with us, I promise you, we're not like any other gold dealer out there. We don't play games. We don't bait and switch. We don't do any of that stuff. We're going to sell you the very, hey, whatever the best product is that day, that's what we tell you to buy. Your best interest is always our best interest. And that's the way my uncle started this company, and that's the way we've been doing it for over 20 years. Final segment coming up. Patriot Radio News Hour. segment on a Wednesday. Uh, one of our customers, Bill's in here. He's picking up some product. and We were just talking and he's like, you know, there's five things I don't want to run out of. Water, 
food, toilet paper, ammunition, and gold and silver. And I was thinking about his list, and I'm like, you know, those are, you know, water, right, food, ammo, I got to have that, gold, those are gold and silver, those are really good, and then toilet paper. And I started thinking about the toilet paper thing. And he's right. You really don't want to be without it. Because <laughs> right? the alternative just isn't very good. And I made the comment to him, I'm like, Bill, you know what? Gold and silver is like the toilet paper of the financial markets. Right? I mean, it's, you know, you don't like to talk about it, but then you're sure glad you got some toilet paper. And, and really, it's the same thing. I mean, equities are great, right? Stocks and bonds and all that. Buy your house and do it. That's wonderful. But you better make sure you got some toilet paper because after the accident happened, you want to be able to clean it up. And that's what gold and silver do. Uh, again, U.S. $20 Liberty, St. Gaudens, your choice, $1,325. We're working on on a special here uh, before the end of the week. It's just products dried up again. So it's just that quick. Uh, it used to be everywhere and all over the place, and, and now uh, and it'll be back. It's just right now, the last few days, uh, Wendy and Arlene have been calling, and just nothing's been catching my eye. But U.S. 20s, we're keeping that price down at 13 and a quarter. Uh, rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles, at three hundred and ninety. It'll be five bucks less than yesterday. Three ninety at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. A quick look here at the markets. Uh gold's just moved to unchanged twelve hundred forty two dollars. Silver's up three cents, sixteen dollars and thirty cents. Uh the Dow's up twenty uh twenty points, uh mostly on the Hey, we're still building apartments. And by the way, Morgan Stanley, they were the best of all the big institutions. Uh, their their trading was lower as well, uh, but a lot less. They were in the single digits. So they, they were the best performer. Uh, so their stock was up about 4% today. Being the best of the worst uh, is still the best. Uh, and then IBM, I don't know if you saw it, IBM. They're on some, just a horrendous streak. Uh, I want to say 21 straight quarters now of declining uh, revenue. Uh, they're they're uh, weighing on the Dow today. So that's kind of what's been going on out there. Uh, IBM uh, continuing to promise a rosy future, uh, but reporting a very, uh, well, let's just say toilet paper-esque current present day. Uh, 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Be like our our buddy Bill, right? You don't want to be without the toilet paper, and that's kind of what gold and silver are when it comes to your finances. And uh, I promise you we're going to treat you with honesty and respect, uh, and we're going to treat you better than anybody else out there. 800-951-0592. Everybody have a great, great rest of your Wednesday, and we'll talk again tomorrow.